Welcome to the Inside Scoop Advantage College Planning Podcast. I'm Lindsay Ringenbach, and with me today is Ronnie Chalmers, Director of Strategic Initiatives in the Undergraduate Admissions Office at North Carolina State University. We're recording this podcast on April 20th, and I'm sharing the date with you because our topic of conversation is one that is incredibly timely, as we will be discussing the impact of COVID-19 on college admissions. So welcome to the podcast, Ronnie. Thank you, Lindsay. I'm happy to be here today. Great. So let's get started um, with talking about how you anticipate college admissions offices dealing with um, pass-fail grades. I know a lot of our students are concerned about how the end of their academic school year will be evaluated in the light of possibly having only P's or F's on their transcripts. So can you talk a little bit about how you anticipate that might play out? Yeah, so I think COVID-19 is uh, obviously a very unique situation. Each year, um, at least for the last couple of years, we've had uh, different, uh, I guess, natural disasters, which would be like, hurricanes, tornadoes, or different things like that, that may, that may hit different parts of the country. So we've had to adjust our admissions processes uh, for smaller portions of our applicant pool. Well, COVID-19 effect is affecting all of our students for the most part. Um, so I, and many of my answers kind of will, be, will talk about how all students or majority of students will be going through some of the same experience. Um, so that um, hopefully helps ease some of the anxiety for students in terms of their own individual situation. Um, but specifically for pass-fail, um, we, we have seen that many counties are going to move to offering pass-fail for students. Um, so uh, we're going to review those courses, you know, as, as if the student has done well in that particular course. There's also maybe previous uh, grades for particular courses, let's say in math. A student has been a consistent A student um, in math. Well, although we see that the student has a pass for the course, well, you know, maybe that student was receiving an A in that particular course. Um, hopefully students aren't receiving uh, Fs on their, uh, in terms of the pass fail, but uh, you know, if you're gonna receive a pass for many of those courses, we're going to review those uh, courses as if you were doing well uh, in those classes. Um, and also looking at your background in that particular subject area. Uh, there's also, we're also looking into opportunities for students to submit additional information earlier in the fall semester. Typically, we only got fall grades uh, from students who applied regular decision or if students were deferred in our admissions process. We are looking at opportunities for students to potentially upload additional information. Maybe it's that initial first quarter uh, set of grades or report cards and things like that. So we can get as much information as possible on individual students. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that um, one thing that students and families tend to forget is that this is really just a small snapshot in time and that, you know, when you guys are evaluating, ap evaluating applications, there's so much information that you'll have, whereas this feels like an eternity to us right now, you know, feeling like we've been at home forever when you know, in reality, when a student does submit their application, you will have a lot to look at. And it, 
it won't just be one P or one F that you're going by to make that final admissions decision. So I think that's really helpful information. And I loved hearing that um, for our current high school juniors um, across the country that, you know, they will have an opportunity to perhaps share some senior performance. I think that's something that's really important. Um, do you see that, you know, any other um, information that students could provide that maybe would be new or relevant um, that could help them, you know, any additional things that they would want to send to you in regards to their overall academic performance? Um, so outside of grades from early on in that, um, in the senior year, uh, I, you know, if students do have, we would like to know potentially what they were doing with that additional time uh, uh, that students are home a little bit more than usual um, or a lot more than usual. Um, and also this summer, I know um, there are many summer activities that students would normally do uh, from an academic perspective, um, but they're you know looking at some online options uh, that are out there. I know many of our summer programs are going to offer online opportunities for students and many of them opened up whereas normally their deadline would be in January or February. Uh, many of the signups are now up uh, for students to be able to sign up for some of the activities and that's going to be something that many colleges will host. Um, so those are also opportunities to show kind of the commitment to your academic uh, performance. Uh, by taking advantage of some of these online offerings that would normally be on campus uh, summer program offerings. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's great. I think it's so important to help students remember that we want them to stay engaged, especially if, you know, as we were discussing earlier, assuming that the students were earning strong grades, there might be some tendency to lack some motivation to keep doing some work if they know, well, I'm just going to receive that, that P, that pass. So I think encouraging students to continue their interest in learning is something that's really important. So I love that idea of perhaps looking at some summer opportunities for some online work and staying engaged and staying involved in some of their academic pursuits. That's great. And thank you so much for sharing that. I, I know that um, students will really like hearing that they can still stay motivated and stay engaged in that process. Um, another change that we're seeing are some changes to testing. So we know that, of course, the SAT and ACT have been canceled for several months. Um, and we're seeing some, you know, news about some online test options. So have you guys at NC State had some conversations about testing or any updates that you'd want to share with us um, in light of some of these canceled tests? Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, being a part of the University of North Carolina system, we can't necessarily, you know, as an institution alone, make that decision um, of whether to actually move test optional, as we've seen many universities across the United States um, move that direction. Uh, there has been changes uh, to the minimum standards uh, in the University of North Carolina system. So I think that does the changes they've made um, a test is still required, but it does give schools more flexibility uh, in terms of admissions um, uh, for their students for, uh, well, moving forward for this fall semester and moving forward for any juniors, sophomores, uh, underclassmen that are out there. Um, now, 
for some of the most competitive schools in North Carolina, like NC State, um, are, you know, the test is still required um, for, you know, for applicants, and it may not change the review process drastically as long as we are still requiring uh, the test. Um, but we may see overall lower scores because students may not have as many options to um, take the take the the SAT or ACT exams. And at this point, we don't know if you know the cancellation of test administrations will continue. And then maybe there is a change uh, in that policy, but no changes at this point in terms of the University of North Carolina system. Okay. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for that update. Um, uh, another thing that I, I usually work with my high school juniors on at this time is helping them to decide who to write a letter of recommendation for them for their application. And one thing that, you know, is a, a, a typical option for a lot of juniors would be a teacher that they had in the junior year. And some of my students in particular um, who are interested in pursuing a STEM major like engineering might have had a math or a science class during second semester of junior year and didn't create as strong of a relationship with their math or science teacher as they would have hoped. So do you have any advice for our current high school juniors in terms of letters of recommendation and you know now that they're kind of missing out on some of that relationship building time that they've had with their teachers, just some general guidance on that? Um, I think that uh, because of this unique situation, I think finding the, if you have flexibility in terms of who you want to write that recommendation letter, I think it's okay to go outside of some of those norms of finding that math teacher, finding the, find the person who's going to be able to write the recommendation letter that's going to convey um, whatever characteristics or academic, academic abilities uh, that you want to convey to the university. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that's an opportunity for students to be a little bit more creative when it comes to that. Again, we're going to understand that uh, students don't have that opportunity to develop those relationships. You know, you're going to be missing multiple months of kind of developing that relationship. So maybe that's finding uh, the staff member in the, in the beginning of the junior year or at the end of the sophomore year that you have developed that strong relationship with. So maybe it's not AP Calculus, maybe it's the Algebra 2 course uh, that you took. Um, or maybe now it's the, the high school counselor or the school uh, assistant principal where you were assisting with tutoring um, at a, in a local uh, community or something like that. So I think that students should be a little bit more creative when it comes to that right now, especially if you believe you may be asking someone that doesn't know you well to write that recommendation letter. I believe you want to avoid that um, and find someone who's really going to convey something that's different than what you can just find on a resume. And that's advice that I give students all the time, even before this situation. Uh, to find the person who's really going to convey some of the unique qualities that you bring as a student. Yeah, I love that advice. Thanks, Ronnie. That, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Um, and, and another thing that I, I would love to talk about is, you know, extracurricular activities. Um, a lot of our students had some big plans for spring semester of junior year and into the summer. Um, 
And as they're kind of fumbling and trying to figure out how to make the most of their time and how to, you know, really be thoughtful about how they choose to spend their time, what is some of your advice that you give to students about how they can still um, demonstrate that they, that they are interested in pursuing some of these things that they've already, you know, love to do? Just some general advice that you have about how students can um, be involved in activities. I would say continue to, to learn new things. Continue to, uh, if, you, uh, if you were involved in service previously, then find a way to still engage in that service remotely. Uh, if you were, you know, really into to STEM or technology, you know, find options online for you to get free um, training in these particular areas. But what's most important is that you document what you're doing. Uh, keep track of what you learned uh, this summer or right now if you're not taking actual academic courses. Um, document those different things, but try to continue to engage and learn new things. And it doesn't have to be specific to your academic field that you're interested in. Uh, learn, you know, start a new hobby, but make sure that those, these are things that you're going to add to your application uh, with this, this fall. We're all in the same situation as well and understanding that we're thinking about how we can continue to improve as a person. And we'd like to see that students continue to improve as people um, as well. So obviously the academics are important, uh, but we also wanna hear about the other things that, that you are involved in, in, in the same way that we were interested in these things last year or the year before. Uh, we want to make sure that you convey that on your application. Yeah, great, I love that, yes, great. So Ronnie, as we um, close our conversation today, um, discussing, discussing COVID-19, is there any advice or anything that we didn't discuss that you would like to share with the students and families? Uh, yeah, so you know, with all the additional stress and anxiety that's brought on uh, by this very unique situation, I want students to understand that, uh, you know, don't get down about your, your overall academic profile continue to learn, continue to build on what you've already done, and um, understand that we are in that same situation, and we're going to take that into consideration. If, you're, if you didn't get to take that additional uh, test administration, so additional SAT or ACT, you didn't get a chance to finish that uh, hard math or science course or hard um, humanities and social science course, and that's the um, recommendation letter that you were looking for for college. Find, be creative, find other ways to convey uh, these things to the college or university with the idea that we understand all of these additional uh, challenges that you are going to be facing. So uh, I think universities overall are looking for students to uh, continue to build on their profile, take care of, of what you can control at this point. Um, and I believe that this process will be a successful one um, uh, for you and you will end up enrolling at the institution that's perfect for you and continue on to get that bachelor's degree, master's degree, and so on and start your career um, after completing um, college. Yeah, awesome. Great. I think that's great. Thank you, Ronnie. I, I know that our students and families um, are, are going to really enjoy hearing your advice and thoughts and um, I am grateful for your time today. So thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks.